Episode 56, February 2015. In this episode, Natalie Weizenbaum talks about mix-ins and different output styles of SAS. She also explains extends and placeholder selectors. Sorry for the poor audio quality, I dropped the ball on this one. Can you maybe talk about um, examples where the use of mixins might be a bad choice? Um, sure. So the, uh, the, the case I mentioned before where it just happens to be that two CSS rules have the same few styles, but that they aren't necessarily, like, it's not, they aren't supposed to look the same always and forever. Um, using a mix in there can definitely be harmful because you you may want to change them independently of one another. It's also like, you know, mixins are, are useful in there are mid to large chunks of style that need to be uh, 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 that, uh, abstracted out. But when, you know, you're just doing a single line of CSS that probably doesn't warrant a mix-in. Um, there are also cases where extend is the right choice um, as opposed to a mix-in where you want to express some sort of inheritance relationship between selectors where you want to say, like, this selector should look exactly like that one with these modifications. That's usually a better choice for extend. Can you please explain what extends are for people new to SAS? Yeah, so um, an extend says everything that matches this selector should be styled as though it matches this other selector. So you can use that to say, like, everything, like, you can use that to define a class that's, like, you know, extreme error, and then have that extend the error class. And that says that you can just use the extreme error class on whatever elements you want to represent an extreme error and they will automatically inherit all of the styles from the error class without you needing to add that selector manually as well. The way it works internally is that SAS goes through the entire style sheet and finds everywhere that, you, that there's a, a rule with the error class and rewrites that rule to have both the error class and the extreme error class. So it doesn't actually pull in additional styles for the, the current definition of the, the selector that's doing the extending, it just adds that selector elsewhere in the style sheet, which uh, is cool. It, it works sort of in a, uh, a very semantic way, by which I mean it knows what those selectors mean and is able to... Um, generate new selectors that do the right thing so it can figure out when there are two of the same class and know that it shouldn't include both of those in the output. It can figure out that there are two different IDs and know that that means it's an invalid selector so it shouldn't just completely omit it. Can you also explain placeholder selectors? Yeah, so a placeholder selector exists to be extended. It's usually used by frameworks uh, or by style sheets that are used as frameworks by several other style sheets. So, like, one project might have some, like, 
group of common styles that it uh, wants to be used in multiple places, and it might expose those as placeholder selectors. So what a placeholder selector is, is it looks like a class selector or an ID selector, except instead of a dot or a um, hash, it has a percent sign. And it's a selector that can be extended, but won't be emitted to the document itself. So you can write a placeholder selector with a bunch of styles, and then you can extend that placeholder selector so that your the extending selector gets those styles. And if there are multiple extending selectors, they can all get those styles, and that's great. But if you don't extend that selector, it produces no CSS output at all, which is why it's useful for frameworks, because they want to be able to provide a bunch of things to be extended without having to uh, make the user's style sheet become bloated with unnecessary rules. Would you say it's a way of encapsulation? Yeah, absolutely. It's a... I mean, extends and mixins in general are ways of encapsulation. They're ways of saying, like, this is the name of this group of styles, and it can now... And if it's being defined by a framework, it says the user only needs to know the name and what that name means, like what what it's going to do to the, the style sheet. They don't need to know exactly how it's implemented, how it's going to do what it's going to do. And extend works the same way. You can say, like, this placeholder selector will, when extended, make your thing look like a widget. And the way a widget looks or the way it's specifically implemented to look that way are unimportant. All that matters is that you want it to look like this thing we've designed, and it'll do so. Aside from framework authors, where do you see placeholder selectors most useful? There's, they're a nice way to just to say, here's a chunk of style that I know I'm going to be reusing. Normally, when you're using extend and you're just extending a normal selector, you want to be able to take that selector, you, you want there to be some sort of base version of that selector, the, the most simple chunk of styles that encapsulates that idea. But sometimes there is no most simple chunk of styles that's actually going to be applied to an element in the HTML that's going to be used. And that's when it's useful to use a placeholder selector, because you can say, here are the styles that are useful for all sidebar elements or all headers or whatever. Um, even though there's no header that just uses those base styles, even though they all add something else, I want all of them to inherit from these base styles. So you'd put a, a placeholder selector for that and extend that placeholder selector from each of the more specific selectors. So I guess it not only drives up your style sheets, but also adds consistency. Right. Yeah. And especially for people who create like a style guide or a, a set of practices for when they use placeholders, when they use extend or mix-ins, if there's consistency there, it becomes very useful in communicating 
what the, the style sheet author is trying to do. Can you talk a little bit about the different output styles that SAS provides? Yeah, so for the most part, the different output options are just uh, aesthetic. Um, there's um, the nested version, the expanded version, and the compact version, which are all just different ways that people tend to like to format their CSS. And the, the choice between those is just aesthetic based on how you like your CSS to look. Then there's the compressed version, which is where SAS does the best job it can of removing any unnecessary characters from the CSS output. And that's very hard to read, as you might expect, because it's all just glommed in there together, but can shave a considerable amount of file size off of uh, the output. It's uh, useful when you're deploying your CSS to production because you don't want your users to have to download any more bytes than necessary. Uh, and the other ones, whichever one you prefer aesthetically, is nice to use when you're developing so that you can see exactly what SAS is producing from uh, your uh, input files. So you think it's a good habit to always check the output? I, I don't know about always. I think Keeping an eye on it is a good idea just to make sure that you aren't producing more text than you want to be. SAS can make it easy to forget how much actual CSS has to be generated for some things. It also can be useful if there's a SAS feature you don't completely understand to see what it produces in CSS form and understand that way how, how it's working. It used to be the case that when you were in the browser, you would only ever be able to see the generated CSS code. And in, then it was very useful to have that generated um, style be nice looking. These days, more and more browsers are supporting source maps, which allow the, uh, the browser to just show the actual SAS code that corresponds to the, the generated CSS, which makes it a little bit less relevant that the generated CSS be nice looking, but it can still be useful for understanding what SAS is doing under the covers. Mm -hmm.